What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The craziness of the NFL offseason continues. Wow, Jamie. Teron Armstead to the Dolphins. Huge franchise-altering move. Actually, Have we done our Jameson Crowder emergency podcast yet? <laughs> no. No, I wasn't sure if we should do just Duke Johnson and then Jamison Crowder or combine them. But actually, getting Teron Armstead's a pretty big deal. But then you go and you acquire Tyree Kill the next day for five picks. First, second, and fourth rounders this year. Fourth and sixth rounders next year. No picks higher than 29th overall. That'll be the first round pick they give to the Chiefs this year. Uh, and the Dolphins signed Tyree Kill to a four-year deal worth $120 million. So that's an extension with $72.2 million guaranteed, according to Adam Schefter. <sighs> Boy. All right, give me your immediate reaction here. And then I'm going to ask you to rank Juju Smith-Schuster versus Jalen Waddle, since that's what everybody wants to know. Um, my immediate reaction is, uh, you know, it, it feels a little sad <laughs> you know, because you're taking away one of the best pairings that we've had in the last, you know, four or five years of Patrick Mahomes and, and Tyree Kill. And even if, you know, Mahomes gets a quality replacement, whether it's Juju or, you know, now finally Miko Hardman gets to fulfill his potential as the as the guy there. If it's Marcos Valdez-Cantling, who's rumored to be signing, if it's a rookie that they draft now in the first round, um, none of those guys are, are going to be what Tyree Kill would have been in this offense for at least this season and probably the next couple of years. So, you know, you downgrade Mahomes, you have to. Um, you downgrade Tyree Kill because of the quarterback downgrade. And it hurts Jalen Waddle. So, you know, it just feels like across the board, the top guys lose a little bit. Uh, Travis Kelsey, not so much because I don't think, you know, you, you change his status. But um, the second-tier guys, you know, they, they benefit in Kansas City. Again, whether it's Hardman or Juju or, uh, you know, whoever else they bring in, all those guys get a boost, clearly. But, you know, you're taking away – I mean, you think about this. We went into the offseason with – Devontae Adams, potentially the number one receiver. Tyree Kill, surefire top five guy. And now Adams, borderline top five guy, uh, you know, depending on how you view it. And Tyree Kill, maybe borderline top 10 guy. I haven't really settled on where I'm going to rank him yet, but he's no longer in the top five. And, uh, you know, that that's that's frustrating. It is pretty interesting. There are so many angles to this trade in terms of fantasy, but... When you talk about who you're taking in the first round, there was, as of a week ago, five top receivers that were, I don't know if they were consensus, but pretty close. In some order, Adams, Cup, Chase, Jefferson, Hill. It's probably a big three now, right? Without Yeah, Adams I mean, I, I still think Adams and Hill have value, but in the first yeah. round, yes. I think you're only going to see those three guys barring something crazy happening in the next you right. know, week 
or the NFL draft. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think it's – and I know we did the draft. We did draft yesterday, PPR draft yesterday. I think yeah. Tyreek Hill was the first-round pick. Um, but Jamar Chase was not. I know Chase was definitely in the second round. And so – Yeah, he was 13th, but he could have – yeah. Right? No, he's 14th. I, I'll look it up now. No, uh, Jamar Chase. Because Chase I, was, I had a late pick and I was debating. Chase was 15th. 15th. And, and yeah, this is the thing. What I'm saying is if you have a late pick and you're deciding between a, a running back and a wide receiver, I think this makes you more likely to take one of the big three because they are now in a smaller tier and they might have a, a, an even bigger edge over the position without without Tyreek Hill and with, paired with Patrick Holmes, without Devontae Adams paired with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Cup, Chase, Jefferson on paper may have gained value just in terms of, you know, they're just that much better than the rest of the position now. It's not a big five, it's a big three. So maybe if are considering who's a back end of the first round running back, Joe Mixon versus one of those three. It's not going to be Cup, he'll go off the board. But Joe Mixon versus Jefferson or Chase, I feel like this maybe changes things and makes you go wide receiver more than running back now just because wide receiver has been weakened at the top. Do you, do you agree yeah, with that? Yeah, I, I guess the only counter to that would be, you know, how the draft is unfolding because if you're you know, 11, 12, and both receivers are still there. You can conceivably hope that the guy after you, well, obviously not 12, but 11, leaves one. So, All right, let's say you're eighth. Let's say you're eighth and Cooper Cup. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you're, if you're torn on Mixon, you know, who knows where Javante ends up with any competition. You know, Najee may fall a little bit. Um, McCaffrey, who knows, you know, depending on your league. Uh, Kamara, if there's a suspension. Dalvin Cook is clearly losing some some steam for some reason. Um, you know, so if you're, if, if you're staring at that group and if you want to take it a step further, you know, Nick Chubb, Antonio Gibson, you know, those guys, um, you might be better off just taking the receiver and, and taking the, the running back that falls back to you. Okay. So now to the rankings here, where's Tyreek Hill? So when I first looked at it, I, I've un- unfortunately been stuck in a, a chair doing video stuff for, uh, when I say unfortunately, just in terms of my rankings, but, uh, um, <laughs> I've been stuck in, in, in this chair, so I haven't got a chance. I didn't bring my computer with me upstairs. Um, so I was just kind of eyeballing it. And initially I thought eighth, uh, which would put him behind the three that you mentioned. I still have Adams fourth ahead of Hill. And then it is Stephon Diggs, C.D. Lamb, Debo Samuel, or no, excuse me, A.J. Brown uh, as my top seven with Tyreek Hill in the mix there. And so I initially thought I'll put him behind A.J. Brown. Um but I'm not. I'm not sure. You know, it's just is Keenan Allen better in PPR with his quarterback still uh, than Tyree Kill? Who, to me, Tyree Kill feels like he's going to be, and this is clearly a good thing, um, a better version of Debo Samuel because I would imagine Mike McDaniel is going to do some similar things with him, right? Not necessarily the carries to the same level, but you remember Tyree Kill's early part of his career, he was lining up in the backfield a lot. You know, before he really understood how to play receiver and how the Chiefs really fully maximized how to use him. And so could they do some of those things in Miami, which I think makes some sense, you know, to just be creative with them, you know, so bubble screens, some more jet sweeps, some more of those things, not necessarily carries per se. So I think there'll be some of that creativity, but, you know, it's, it's not Mahomes, you know, and that's the, that's the thing you got to deal with. It's, it's not Patrick Mahomes, it's not Andy Reid. So, you know, you're asking a lot of Tua, who's, you know, the only, I think, way to label him has been a bust. And you're asking a lot of Mike McDaniel as a first time head coach to do those things with clearly a player who's a unicorn. And so it's just a matter of, I, I think where your trust level comes in comparing him to, 
you know, the Bucks guys, assuming Chris Godwin is healthy, yeah. to T. Higgins. Um, Godwin, I mean, I, I feel like we'll, Godwin will move way up if he's good to go for training camp, good to go for preseason, right? Yeah. Yep. And, I, and I think right now in a full PPR league, I would definitely take him over Tyreek Hill. Definitely. And, right now. Uh, I'm sorry, with the caveat that they're both playing week one, you know, no setbacks. Oh, no, for sure. Yeah. If, if you told me right now both are healthy, I would take Godwin, yes. And you're going to Tua to Bailoa, who I think only Jared Goff averaged fewer air yards per pass attempt than Tua last year. I'll look that up right now. But the Armstead signing to a five-year deal is a pretty big deal. It's going to go under the radar now. But they had arguably the worst offensive line. If you looked at the games, if you looked at the PFF ratings, the Dolphins' offensive line was terrible. Getting a franchise left tackle in there, let's hope he can stay healthy. Let's hope he's not at that point of his career where he's breaking down. I know he had some injury issues last year, but Teron Armstead coming over from the Saints to the Dolphins, it should really help. I mean, the Dolphins have gotten so much better in the last And Connor Williams, let's not forget his yes. time. Too. Yes, so so they, are, they have gotten a lot better. All right, so Tyreek Hill, you're thinking somewhere around eight. We'll see how things shake out there. Uh, Mahomes. He was one or two for you. He was two. Uh, both Dave and Heath had him one. I had him two. And now? So, again, you know, just, just eyeballing it, 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 it's, it really comes down to Brady and Wilson because I'm going to take Justin Herbert ahead of him. I'm going to take uh, Lamar Jackson ahead of him. And then it comes down to Brady, who was five for me. So it went originally Allen, Mahomes, Herbert, Jackson, Brady five, Russell Wilson six. And so – do I trust Patrick Mahomes with a receiving core of Juju, who he's never played with, um, Miko Hardman, who has you know clearly never lived up to the expectations? There is the the thought because he's, he was visiting there that Marcos Valdez Scantling will be signed and, and could be the replacement. So factor that in for anybody listening to this not live. And then you have the best tight end in football plus Andy Reid. So does Mahomes with that group stand out more so than Brady or or Wilson? I'll probably put him behind Brady, but ahead of Wilson right now. So he'll be fifth. Okay, so he, just like Aaron Rodgers, without Devontae Adams, we have a limited sample of Patrick Mahomes without Tyreek Hill, and it's pretty good. I think it was four games in 2019, not including week one, which was also a great week where Tyreek Hill left with an injury. I mean, if you do want to include that game, weeks one, two, and three. Not either batting that one? I don't know. Uh, I, it depends what side of the Mahomes debate I want to be on. Uh, if you want to include that, I'll just look at his first five games. First five games of 2019, T- Tyreek Hill got hurt in week one, and he missed the next four. Patrick Mahomes scored 33, 40, 34, 18, and 21 fantasy points. In those last two games, he only threw one touchdown, but he threw for 315 and 321 yards in those two games. Uh, and in those five games, and I'm just looking at this now. I haven't done this before the show. I'm sorry about that. 11 touchdowns, no interceptions. So he was outstanding with three monster games out of five without Tyree Kill. And Rodgers also had some terrific performances without Devontae Adams. So I'm just throwing that out there, Jamie. The, the limited track record, the limited sample size is very good. It's a lot better, I would say, than what we've seen in a limited sample size of Tyreek Hill without Patrick Mahomes. And if you want some numbers on that, I mean, I think you you would look if I, Tua, by the way, he had the fourth lowest intended air yards per pass attempt last year. It was uh, Roethlisberger, Andy Dalton, who qualified, and 
Goff were, were lower in terms of how far they threw per pass. Yeah, I, I think some of that, though, is, you know, Tua would be even on three-step drops. Sure. Foot in the ground, there's a guy in his face. Sure. But he hasn't shown the ability to really throw the ball downfield yet in the, at this level. Yep. I guess if there's two seasons that you want to look at with Tyreek Hill, it would be his second year in the league, which was with Alex Smith. And he was very good. He was fourth in non-PPR, ninth in PPR. It was a very weak year for receiver, but it was 75 catches, almost 1,200 yards, seven touchdowns, as still a young guy emerging. And then last year, even though Hill played, or even though Mahomes played, it was a very different offense where Mahomes was 25th, by the way, in air yards per pass attempt. They weren't throwing the ball downfield. So we got a little bit of a sample of what Tyreek Hill like, looked like as less of a downfield guy, much lower A dot. And he had, once again, a great season. It wasn't typical Tyreek Hill. He was 7th per game in non-PPR, 7th and half PPR, 6th per game in full PPR. But he was really good. He just caught a ton of passes, but didn't make the explosive plays. I'm not sure if that translates at all. But um, All right, Jamie, I'm sorry. Do you, is there anything you want to add to that? I'm just kind of th- just throwing out some stat. <laughs> no, it's, it's, all, it's all relevant. I was, stuff. I was just quickly looking um, at our draft from yesterday, and I'm curious where you would take Tyreek Hill. Yeah. So... Assuming that he goes behind the group of Cup, Jefferson, and Chase. So we start there. So here are the receivers that came off the board. This was our staff. So um, Frank Stanfold is part of this. Jacob Gibbs. You know, most of the, the, the voices that you hear and some of our producers at HQ. So would you take Tyreek Hill or A.J. Brown? I would take A.J. Brown in non or half, and I would take Tyreek in full PPR. Okay, so then you answered the question. He would be the fourth receiver off the board for you. No. He would be the maybe the fifth. Diggs would be fourth. So okay, so I'm just this is the order it went. It went after Chase, Jacob Gibbs took AJ Brown, then Diggs, then I'm sorry, then Adams, then Diggs, then Lamb, and then Debo. So if I were doing rankings, it would be the big three, followed by Diggs, followed by uh, probably Adams, <laughs> followed by Asterisks, Chris Godwin, if healthy. And then then Tyreek Hill would probably fall in around there. So you take Hill over AJ Brown? In full PPR. Because I don't think he's good. And that's the thing. Hill has actually not been a full PPR guy. I think he will be better in full PPR. I feel like that's what the Dolphins' offense will be more, you know, more suited to. Like what we saw with Waddle last year. Even though, a different offense. I, I know, I know. I still don't think they're going to be a downfield throw super efficient like Mahomes so incredibly efficient so they didn't run that many plays because they had so many long touchdowns and things like that and and last year was very different and you saw Tyreek Hill's targets and catches go way up I'm not he won't hit those levels but I feel like he'll profile more like that Tyreek Hill than the downfield guy explosive play guy that he that he was in the previous three years that's what I think what do you think I think the numbers you gave in the Alex Smith season are very realistic because if Mike McDaniel brings something from San Francisco it's getting guys in space and yards after catch. And so that, I think, is where his numbers will be a little bit different. It's not going to be the intended air yards down the field. I think it's going to be right. more what he does with the ball in his hands. Mm. And that ability, which will maximize Tua's ability, where he doesn't have to sit there and you know throw the ball 50 yards down the field and hope Tyreek Hill can run under it and make a play. Because I still don't think this offensive line is going to be tremendously great. I think it's going to take a significant stride, like you said. But there's still some holes there that could potentially be filled or just better coaching and better scheme helps those guys play better. So uh, look, Tyreek has shared the field with 
the best tight end maybe in NFL history. But he's now asked to share the field with a guy like Jalen Waddle, just does different things, has a, a rapport and a history with Tua going back to college. And so, you know, he's going to have to, you know, change that a little bit where Tua's safety valve was Jalen Waddle last season. So if they keep Parker, it's a very good group. Yeah, it is. You know, I mean, Sed Wilson's an underrated player. He's not a star. He's not going to be a good fantasy option, but he's a good player. And Mike Gusecki, we know, is, you know, we've been waiting for somebody to unleash him and, and maybe McDaniel is that type of guy. So it's a good group. Uh, it's a fast group. My God. I mean, yep. you know, Raheem Mostert, his 40 time was amazing. Waddle's 40 time, amazing. Tyreek Hill, we know, 4 3 guy. Um, this, this, this team can run. You know, they've put together a very nice, you know, offensive unit here. And it's just a matter of if Tua is good, they will be good. And if Tua stinks, well, then you know what you're dealing with. You're, you're, you're not drafting Tyreek Hill, I think, as a fantasy receiver based on what Tyreek Hill's capable of because you kind of know what he's capable of. You said it. He's yeah, done it with Alex. He's Smith. awesome. And yeah. he was amazing with Mahomes. So he'll be probably around the Alex Smith numbers if things go right for Tua. But if Tua stinks, it's a, it's a wasted second round pick. Yeah, Smith had a very good year that year, but he only threw about 4,000. Actually, he's pretty good because he's about 4,000 yards in 15 games that year. He averaged something like 265 passing yards per game. And before this trade, I don't think anybody would have projected that for Tua Tungabailoa. But um, Tyreek Hill just has that ability to make plays after the catch or before the catch. He's a one-man fantasy point machine. And uh, we'll see where he falls. Okay, so we have a lot more to talk about he here. Does, he does... Yeah, he does benefit with J.C. Jackson leaving the division. That's a good thing for the Patriots. Sure, but he's got to face the Bills' defense twice, which might not be great. So you've got Travis Kelsey. Is he the definitive number one now? Yes. Okay. Don't these are teasers? Especially with three hundred targets coming his way. Juju Smith-Schuster versus Jalen Waddle. I, I am actually curious to see what you think about that. Um, we uh, we'll talk about Tua. Would you take Tua over Justin Fields and Trey Lance and, and J- Trevor Lawrence? All those questions will be answered when we come back on Fantasy Football today. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. So did you have, I always forget, Jamie, did you have Kelsey ahead of Andrews? Yes. Okay. And now it's not even close or what? Uh, Now it's not close, no. Okay, so Kelsey Kelsey was a second round pick for me. I may put him back in the first round. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at, at the draft we did yesterday. Najee Harris, DeAndre Swift, Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon. Would you take Kelsey over any of them in a PPR league? I would not take DeAndre Swift over Travis Kelsey. But you take Najee Cook and Mixon. Yes. Yeah, but he's he's a first round pick now, and he's he's going to go ahead of Tyreek Hill, obviously, who went 11th. 
Uh, all right, we don't have to say much about Kelsey. And obviously, Chiefs aren't done. <laughs> there's an NFL draft coming. It's loaded in wide receivers. And maybe there's another move to be made. Juju's, you know there's a quarter of the teams in the NFL that do not have a first-round pick? You're kidding me. No. Wow. Wow. Also, was reading the report, the Jets had a trade lined up for Tyreek Hill, too. And I think they let Tyreek Hill decide where he wanted to go between Miami and the Jets. Not a first-round pick, though, according to the package that Schefter and Rappaport tweeted. But it couldn't have been that much lower than... It was three seconds. Three seconds. Okay. And then the, the, the highest pick they got was 29th from the Dolphins. So, uh, let's go to, yeah, Jalen Waddle versus Juju Smith-Schuster. I, I don't think it's a crazy question at this point. Who would you take? Um, I, to be honest with you, Adam, you know, barring what the the Chiefs do, I don't know if Juju's better than Miko Hardman. I'm going to draft Juju ahead of Miko Hardman, but I mean, we know what Miko Hardman's done when Tyreek Hill's been off the field. And if you go back to when they drafted him, that was the intent was Hill maybe being suspended and they were thinking about releasing him. You know, if you go back to his off field situation at the time. So, could Hardman be the biggest winner in all of this? I, you know, I, I want to see because I think if they bring in Valdez Scantling, that kind of tells you what they think of Hardman. But, you know, we, we said this prior to last year that every time Tyreek Hill missed games, Miko Hardman was pretty special. Was he, though? I didn't remember it being that way. I, so I wish I had had more time to do that research. I thought it was more like sometimes Hardman, sometimes Demarcus Robinson. Byron no, prior Pringle. to last year. Yeah. Okay, I'll take your word for that. But... 78%, by the way, we have a poll on YouTube. 78% say Juju over, wait, was it Juju over Hardman? Okay, I wanted Juju over Waddle. I want to see what people think about that. I think it'll probably be Waddle. But Nico Hardman, like Juju Smith-Schuster's had a 1,400-yard season. Oh, Ju- you know? I mean, you, I'm not going to rank Hardman over Juju. But, again, if, if, if it stands as it is right now, so they don't get Valdez-Scaling and they, you know, day three draft pick, you know, just because they're, they're backfilling their receiving core. Then, you know, it, it certainly shows you what they think of Juju. But, you know, they had to have this conversation before they signed Juju. You know, so was was this the intent that they're going to replace him with, with Juju Smith-Schuster, who's not the same player? And what do we say when they signed Juju? When, when's it, when, he, when has he been at his best? When he's not been the lead guy. Now you could say, okay, Kelsey's there. He's not the lead guy, but still. So I, I'm excited for Juju. He's a big winner in all this by far, but... I still think I'm taking Jalen Waddle. It's it's a PPR. It's a li- very limited sample of games without Miko Hard or without Tyreek Hill. But Hardman, here were the four games that Hill missed in 2019. Hardman had four for 61 and a touchdown on six targets, two for 97 and one on on five targets, two for nine on five targets. Bad game there, and four for 79 on six targets. So he had five to six targets in all four games. And he came through with 16, 18, 1, and 11 PPR fantasy points. Three good games out of four. All right, we're getting a Juju Smith-Schuster versus Jalen Waddle poll right now on YouTube. Please vote if you're watching. Let's talk about let's talk about Waddle and where you're going to end up ranking him. He was top 12 in PPR last year. Not quite close to that in, in non-PPR. He was very catch-heavy. But also, one thing you should know, his numbers were dramatically better with Tua than they were with Jacoby Brissett, so he would have had an even better year if Tua hadn't gotten hurt. Uh, but 21 in uh, non-PPR last year, 12th in PPR. Per game, 25th in non, 14th in PPR for Jalen Waddle. 
All right, where are you going to rank Waddle at as of now? Uh, probably outside the top 24. Um, certainly non-PPR, because I think the touchdowns is where he'll lose. Um, PPR probably still in the top 24. You know, it just, I'll have to just, you know, when, once I sit down and look at it. But, you know, it, it's, he's past Amari Cooper. He'll, he'll be behind Mar- Amari Cooper. He'll be behind Brandon Cooks and DeAndre Hopkins and um, certainly the Bucks guys. T. Higgins, he's behind him. It just comes to, you know, like the Adam Thielen, Mike Williams group, Marquise Brown, Michael Pittman. You know, I don't know if he's still better than those guys. That's the question you have to ask yourself, and I have to ask myself. I think, again, the rapport with um, with Tua will matter. I think McDaniels, you know, looking at Jalen Waddell as, as a superstar, as he said, prior to or when he got the job, but he didn't have Tyreek Hill at the time. But there's only so many footballs to go around. And a team that you got to figure is still going to want to run the ball because that's what Mike McDaniel's coming from, you know. So less targets probably in his direction. It's hard to say Jalen Waddle is still a must-start fantasy receiver in a two-receiver league. Oh, man, Mike, did you say Mike Williams versus Waddle? It's easy in non-PPR. PPR is tougher, you know. So you know Williams is probably a 75 catch guy, right? You would say maybe maybe 85 at best in this offense. Yeah. And and Waddle's coming off a hundred catch season, but that's with you know, Devontae Parker missing half the season as well. So, yeah, I'll probably still take Mike Williams. Yeah, it's, let's see if we have Waddle. Waddle's at 73% of the vote over Juju Smith-Schuster, which makes a ton of sense. But Waddle... It won't be far off, though. Yeah, I mean, if you just try to do the math and the the opportunity and all that, <clears throat> Waddle, though, I, I just wonder if he's a, he's a superstar. Obviously, having the rookie season that he did, fifth overall pick, maybe sixth overall, yeah, sixth overall pick. And, um, you know, so got the pedigree. He can do so much more. He started to make more explosive plays late in the year. He wasn't making any of them in the first half of the season. Started to make some more later in the year. And uh, maybe he could become a bargain if he just really emerges. It might be at the expense of Tyreek Hill. But, you know, he's he's damn good. Um, okay, and then anything else? How about Tua? Would you take Tua over those second-year quarterbacks? Fields, Lance, Lawrence? <sighs> <laughs> um, Fields, yes, because I think Lance, with his legs, will make more plays. So it'll probably go like right now. I have Derek Carr thirteen, Aaron Rodgers fourteen, Trey Lance fifteen, Fields sixteen. I think I might have had Tua seventeen already, and so Tua will probably. I might put him ahead of Aaron Rodgers at this point. <laughs> you know, it's just, just crazy. Mm, that's so tough. All right, one more poll, Shraggy. It, it could be, though, you know, it, it could be where Tua is, you know, again, you, you don't want to make direct parallels between a coach coming from one place to another. But Jimmy G had some pretty good weapons. Wasn't mobile. Tua's a little bit more mobile, but wasn't mobile. And wasn't a great fantasy quarterback. He had moments, but wasn't yeah. consistently good. They ran the ball so well. And I think that's what the Dolphins are going to do, too. You think so? I, I don't know that they can. Maybe they can. I I guess you know, they have had two offensive line upgrades. Why would you trade for Hill if you're going to be run heavy, though? I because he's a difference-making player. Yeah, he, do, he doesn't need the ball that much to make plays. They really, I mean, if Tua plays well, they are freaking loaded. You already talked about it, but because with Waddle... Their defense is good. Yeah, with, with Waddle and... And uh, Hill, you have two receivers who can make 
big plays. I know we didn't see that from Waddle so much last year, but in college, that's all he did. So all right, now this is going to sound stupid, mm-hmm. but take the quarterbacks away. Which roster do you like better, Buffalo or Miami? Buffalo or Miami? I thought you were going to say the Chiefs or Miami. Take the quarterbacks away. What roster do I like? I would say Buffalo. I would too, but it got a lot closer today. Oh, sure. Or this week. Maybe I don't. Maybe I wouldn't say Buffalo. No, I'd say Buffalo, but it's close. Buffalo has a lot of guys like that just make plays. That they're not stars. Like the Dolphins, you know, probably a little bit splashier with some of the guys they have on their defensive side of the ball. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a fun AFC East now. What's Tredavious White? Is he back or is he a free agent? I think he's back. Right? Uh, White, I believe, is, is back. He's coming off an ACL tear, right? Yeah, he's coming off ACL. Yeah, he's he signed a big contract extension in 2020. But I, honestly, you know, I'm, I don't mean to keep bringing it up, but the fact, like, they had just also signed the best free agent offensive lineman. So when you compare their rosters, they now have, if he's right, a franchise left tackle. And that's that's Yes, sick. and you assume there's probably another move coming in the draft for the offensive line as well. Right. Do they have a first-round pick now? Not anymore. Not anymore. Uh, by the way, 60% for Rodgers over Tua. I'm going to take Rodgers. I just, I, I almost don't feel like there's any scenario where I could take Tua over Rodgers. I will probably have it where I move Tua ahead of Fields. But if the Packers don't do anything at receiver, barring, you know, a day two pick in the draft and then a Julio Jones, Odell Beckham type of guy, I will take Lance over Rodgers too. I feel so bad for Heath because every time, I don't care about the Tyreek thing for Heath, but every time we're supposed to do a dynasty show, something just seems to derail all of our dynasty talk and it, it gets minimized within the show. So tomorrow is supposed to be a full-length dynasty show, but how are we not going to be talking about well, I, Tyreek I can Hill? tell you that I'm a Tyreek Hill dynasty manager and I don't love this. Yeah. And I would imagine the Jalen Waddle dynasty manager doesn't love this. And I would imagine the people that may have said that have made some lowball offers for Juju Smith-Schuster or even Michael Hardman because thinking he might get cut and maybe gets a chance someplace else after, you know, adding Juju. Um, those people are probably pretty happy right now. Mahomes is the Mahomes manager is not happy. No, no. The Tua it's, manager is very happy. I wonder how Patrick Mahomes himself is feeling. He just goes back and looks at his five hundred million dollars and says, <laughs> "Are you gonna? Are, you? are they gonna finish last in the division?" <laughs> that would be crazy, wouldn't it? I like, don't think they will. All right, so offensively, who do you like better, Chiefs or Broncos? The, <laughs> you the, want to say Broncos? I do want to say Broncos. Yeah, I'll, I'll say the Broncos. Yeah, I'll say Chargers or Chargers or Chiefs. Yeah, I'll rank the offenses: Broncos, Chargers, Chiefs, Raiders. How Why the Chiefs you? over the Raiders? Just because the quarterback? Yeah, yeah. How about you? I mean, look, offensive line, I give the edge to the Chiefs. Quarterback, I give the edge to the Chiefs. The tight end equation is close. It's obviously favor the Chiefs, but, you know, you can't downgrade Waller that much. Okay, actually. Huh? Yeah, I I forgot there's another element here. I'm sorry. I thought you were done. Go ahead. Finish up. No, everything else is the Raiders. Do you think Clyde Edwards-Zelaire gets a big boost here? Uh, Big boost? I, I mean... It's hard to say, but you know, so far this offseason has been good for him. You're looking I mean, at I haven't brought anybody in yet. You're looking at uh, Clyde versus Chase Edmonds PPR. Uh, I take Clyde, but they're almost back to back for me at this point. 
but yeah, I mean, I probably don't have Clyde ranked high enough compared to what he should be able to do. I'll adjust that. I feel like he's been he's a steal right now. The way I've seen our drafts play out, he's not saying he's great, but to get the starting running back, a starting running back for any team, uh, would be great. And for it to be the Chiefs would also be good. And hopefully this gets him to catch a few more passes. All right, Jamie, thank you for this thirty minute bonus pod. We could go another thirty, I'm sure, but we got another episode coming for you tomorrow at ten a.m. Eastern. We will talk to you then. Heath is happy right now. Heath is not happy. Because he said he was emotionally invested in the Juju Smith-Schuster signing because he's also a Juju guy. And now Tyreek Hill is gone. I I think this feels like... This is a silly... This is a crazy thing to say. But the Chiefs have gone from winning the Super Bowl to losing the Super Bowl to losing in the AFC Championship game. And now they are going to lose Tyreek Hill. Kelsey is getting up there in age. Who knows how long Andy Reid will be around to coach. I, I don't know... I mean, this does it feel like the end of a dynasty that never really started? Did they already have? Did they already peak? Even though they have Mahomes locked up forever, probably not. I uh, I tweeted or I I posted a poll. What what's been more fun, the NFL season or the NFL off season? And the off season, you know, obviously it's a little recency bias, but running away with it was like when when I last looked, there was eight hundred votes. It was eighty two percent in favor of off season. Well, that's stupid, um, Jamie, because we actually just had the greatest NFL season that we've ever had. And we're having the greatest offseason. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. Um, it was an amazing season. But somebody replied to it and said, the Chiefs playoff run was awesome because of the Bills game, but this is worse than losing to the Bengals in, in the championship game. Yeah, this is really, fr- you know, it's not exactly franchise-altering, but it's... Cannot really replace Tyreek Hill. Well, I mean, it, it, the Packers too. You know, you're you're taking you're taking away, and and look, you take a step back to have to pay a 28 year old receiver 120 million dollars, 72 million dollars guaranteed. That hamstrings your franchise. That's a we're ready to go win a Super Bowl move by the Dolphins, and I don't think they're ready to do that. Raiders, same thing. They made a move to get Devonta Adams, who's 29, franchise altering financially financial situation. But the flip side of that is if you use the capital you get in return the right way, which you're trusting the Chiefs front office to do so, and let's keep in mind that they were the ones that got Patrick Mahomes, not the first overall pick. They were the ones that got Tyree Kill, not a first-round pick. Mm-hmm. You know, They're the ones that took a chance on Travis Kelsey, made him into what he is. You know, So this is a franchise that has found certainly diamonds in the rough and made them superstars. And so, to your point, Andy Reid, if he hangs it up, okay, maybe Eric Bieniemy is the same type of guy to whatever degree there's a decline. But the hope would be, and this is what the Chiefs, I think, are banking on, Mahomes is going to make whoever's around him that much better. And we'll find out. And they have so much draft capital, they could trade up and take any wide receiver they want. And perhaps the dynasty landscape gets shaken up and the and our drafts you know get more fun if they trade up and take you know their favorite wide receiver and whichever one whichever rookie goes to the Chiefs in the first round if that does happen, uh, w- could be really exciting. All right, let me give you another scenario real quick: Garrett Wilson to the Chiefs or Drake London to the Packers. Who are you taking first? Uh, Wilson. How about you? I'm taking Wilson first, also. But what if it's flipped? I really like Wilson. I, I can't really say I know much about London. You know, obviously I know him, but um, 
I think the Packers are just going to... The Packers can fall back on their two-headed monster running game. The Chiefs really can't. So I, I mean, think... They can fall back on Travis Kelsey, though. Sure. Uh, I just think that the Chiefs have to throw the ball, and the Packers... I mean, the Chiefs are probably going to throw for 700 more yards than the Packers, so I'll take the guy who goes to the Chiefs. Yeah. yeah. All right, man. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for your time. I like your shirt, by the way. It's a cool shirt. Thank you. Express. Express Express really came through. Great stuff at Express. Yep. All right. Thanks, everybody. Hope you enjoy the bonus pod. Yeah, no, I I got my boxers from Express. See you later. Bye.